You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and we are here yet with another episode of the residency takeover this week. Uh, that is the only reason y'all have seen me in this same outfit Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And you know I don't get down like that. So you know I got to give you a little caveat when that happens. But I'm excited because we've been able to talk to Alyssa King, to Darajai Haru, and now I get to talk to my brother Jace about the work of the residency. And I'm excited. But of course, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to participate with us by tagging and sharing this stream right now. That's right. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks who who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on the David Trey. And if you cannot watch us, we definitely have you covered. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and the David Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever platform is your favorite. Go ahead and search for us and you will find us there. Um, not only do I have Jace on, I also got Sandra Segundo on. And we're going to be talking about the work of her band. So it's a full musical episode today. But of course, I get to start with Jace. What's up, Jace? What's up, family? How you doing, sis? <laughs> it's so good to see you here. Uh, you know, you just bring so much joy. And this this has been an incredible week thus far, being able to tap in with the work of the residency in a real deep, meaningful way. You know, I'm excited that this platform gets to elevate what y'all have been doing. I want to hear about your beginnings with the residency, because uh, we got to hear from Alyssa. She was in the first cohort. Yeah. You know, tell us about what brought your talent into the residency. How did that connection happen? Well, it was almost uh, uh, by happenstance is what I like to say. You know, um, I was sitting at home in the South and I got a call from a uh, teaching artist by the name of Erica Merritt. And Erica reached out and she was like, Jace, can you come down? We're talking about hip hop and we're teaching hip hop and I need your voice in this conversation. I said, no, nah, you're good, don't worry about it. She said, no, come down. And you know, there was a hesit hesitancy about doing it. But once I got there, I got in the room with the young people. We started to freestyle a little bit. We started to talk a little bit. I started to tell a little bit of my story. This OG from the South of the Seattle Washington, this B-boy, this hip hop cat, this black man. And I was able to connect with the young people. And the beauty out of what came out of that was that one of the executive directors was there. He was like, Jace, I didn't know you were, did that. I said, I didn't either. What did I do? He said, you connected with our young people in a real way. Um, it was authentic. It was genuine. How do we make sure we keep that going? And I said, well, you know, I love young people. I love the responsibility of giving to who much is given to, which I was. My parents were givers. My community were givers. And so this was my job to come back and share a little bit of what I know in hip hop. Jace, well, you definitely command so much great mm. energy, and I'm not shocked at all that you were able to connect with those youth first round out yeah, the gate. Yeah. That's just how you get down, but it's also because you do have such a rich history of being in the music industry, being somebody who loves hip-hop, yeah. and you've always had such great messaging in your music. Mm. Uh, you know, I've been able to have you on with Miss Felicia V. Loud, yeah, come on you know, now. Black Stay Stacks, 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 St
going. Come on now. Uh, so we know that you have this history, but for those who may not know, I mean, tell us about some of your beginnings in hip hop and what made you really become the MC you well, are how today. Much, how, how much time we Look, got, Trey? Look, I know. I know. Got, Just give got, us a, the going? brief version. I'll give you a brief version. I started in hip hop in the late 80s, um, was a, a baby of hip hop. Grew up on hip hop, grew up with revolutionary, grew up with knowledge, grew up with consciousness. So when I was able to share that through music, one of the main things was that you stay true to self. So all of the things that was put inside of me, I had come out of me in hip hop. So that responsibility, that accountability, that revolution, that stand your ground, that rawness, that all came from my parents, from my my, my family, from my community. And so uh, I started off there. Uh, Langston Hughes played a major role in who I am today as far as a home base and allowing black performers and black artists, young folks to watch it, but also get on stage and do it. Um, I ran into a guy named Silas Black, who was one of the dopest MCs I ever met in my life. Learned a lot from him, connected with him, created Silent Lamb Project. Was able to work with DJ Sean Malik in my in my in my start to now, and then of course you know um, we created Black Stacks, and with Black Stacks came Felicia Loud, the one and only, the great, the voice of the the songbird is what I like to call her. Yeah. You know we were able to work with Owarunga, um, and we we worked hard to really put together a sound, as Felicia likes to say, that we honor those that come before us, but we wanted to create our own sound so we can make a contribution, not only to the art, but to our people, to the culture, and to the world, and let them know we are here. Black Snacks is here. Yeah, so no. that's my start in hip hop. And y'all be doing it. Y'all mm -hmm. continue to do it. I have, I'm have. i still in awe every time I get to see y'all perform uh, because y'all do have such a unique sound. I really love, though, too, that you are with young people yes. because I sometimes have a dire look, bro. I won't lie to you about the future of music because of what we understand, like what music executives are gravitating toward. Yeah. And, and that ends up becoming the mainstream yeah. stuff. And so yeah. I, I want to hear from you some of those beacons of hope that you get to experience through working with the young people at the residency. I'm glad you brought that up, Trey. That's very, very important is that this is something that was created out of necessity. It was created out of a voice of the voiceless. And so now that it's mainstream, sometimes I have a problem with that because when it becomes mainstream, then the messages start to change. What people want starts to change. It becomes more materialistic than what it is about the substance of what is going on in the communities and the voice of the people that need to be heard. And so what gives me hope now is places like the residency to be able to travel, you know, we took that journey and to run into uh, youth organizations in the UK, run into youth organizations in Italy and France, and not only just run into them, but what they're talking about, their mind state of understanding their responsibility to this art that is now running the world, right? The culture that is running the world is accessible to everyone. And so I'll give you a quick story. I remember when we were in Italy and we were doing a show and we got up there and I started talking about it. It was like, yeah, he's a rapper. I said, I'm not a rapper. I don't rap things for a living. The only thing I wrap up together is my people, right? Mm -hmm. I said, but what I am is an MC. I'm a master of ceremony. I move the crowd. That's what I am. I'm a messenger of consciousness, right? And so we talked about it. And when it happened, when it was over, the young people that were there that were rappers and B-boys and B-girls and graffiti artists and DJs walked up to me and said, thank you. 
thank you for talking about the culture. We're no longer rappers. We're MCs. So it gives me hope when we got young folks like Giassi, a Chrissy P, a Rose. Just I can go down the list of residency artists that are dope MCs, but they're dope people and they understand their responsibility to the next generation and that they'll be leading it. So what do they want to lead? Yeah, that's so important and powerful, yeah. man, because you're, you're absolutely right. I, I love seeing this swell of consciousness, not only in the music, but in young people and then bringing it out in music, you know, like that for me, it gives me hope. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's not all that it's right. not all, it, you know, what they want us to believe it is there's such a, a strong movement and the residency is a huge part of that. Mm. Uh, you've been with the residency now for some time. Yeah. I want to hear about, you know, what you're really looking forward to as you continue to bring your brilliance to the residency. Well, I appreciate the brilliance compliment <laughs> and all of that. It's you're all brilliant. love trade. You know, I, I want to continue to develop young artists. I want to continue to work with them where they are. I want to meet them where they are. I want them to see me in the community when they come through, not just on these major stages or in these corporate uh, areas. I want them to be able to walk up and touch me and say, hey, what's up? I have a question. How can you help me with this? I want to be able to go to their shows and stand in the background and be a supporter of theirs and be of service for them. That's what I want to do. And so with the residency being there seven years of the eight years it's been in existence, as a teaching artist, now as an artist engagement manager. I'm just really excited about the future. I'm really excited to make connections like this, that they see it, right? Like I can actually call Trey and we can actually have a conversation. That's a real thing, not something that's out here in the, in the atmos that they can never touch. And so, you know, I'm just really excited about the future. What does the future hold? How do we connect the dots with, with, with this culture around the world so that young people get the access and the uh, um, experience of being able to say, hey, this is something that I'm a part of. Now I can go anywhere in the world and say hip hop and you're gonna get young people to come to the floor. Matter of fact, you'll get them from eight to 80, as I like <laughs> to say, depending on how dope you are. I love that, yeah. I love, and I've seen it too. We yeah, see the yeah, elders yeah. rocking <laughs> out at Black Stack shows. It is real, yeah. uh, because again, people really tap in with the messaging, and yeah. that's always gonna be key in terms of moving the music forward. Yeah. But I also love to hear that you're still so passionate and excited oh, yeah. to really engage with these young folks. I mean, already th throughout the week, you know, hearing from Alyssa, one of the first members of the first cohort talking to Dirajai and yeah. understanding like, yo, he's so pumped because he's getting exposed yes. to the professional side of music. And it's not just something he needs to go do in his closet producing beats. Right. He's like using some of the dope technology and the, the dope opportunities that the residency is providing him. Absolutely. And so for me, it's just been a pleasure to really dive into the residency this week. Uh, of course, y'all got the summer intensive. Y'all yes, got indeed. other opportunities. Yes, I know y'all had teaching artist stuff yes, going indeed. on. I want you to look right there. Let the folks know. How do they tap in, Jace? Hey, yo, come join the residency. Summer Intensive 2023 at Washington Hall. Starts August 1st through August 30th. Go to the residencyseattle.org and fill out an application. Come join. Let's have a great experience together. Absolutely. Great experience indeed. Yeah. I'm excited to connect with y'all, to continue to connect. And also, I'm telling you, to see those young artists on that Juneteenth stage, man, 
it was a, a great reminder of like, yo, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about pouring in, you know, because they were both so grateful. I mean, Vic Dax texted me the next day like, yo, straight up, thank you for that. Like, thank you for that opportunity. And Tajay walked off stage and just gave me a big old hug. She's like, oh my God, thank you. That right there is a, a real reminder for me of how the residency is so key to our community pouring into these young people. Jace, thank you for what you do. Absolutely. And thank you and thank Converge for giving us a platform to share this, not just locally, but globally. You know, pouring into young people, the biggest uh, reward I get, I like to tell people, is watching them do that, watching them have the experience with you. That's the biggest thank you. It's a pleasure to work with Amir Islam, my brother. Yes. And, you know, he's from the neighborhood, too. We got Alyssa King. We got a new uh, director of programs in Fur, who's from Oakland, California. You know, and we're able to use our experiences to share with them. But the reward, the reward is, is when they get on stage or when they stand up in front of a camera and they speak very clearly and very proudly about their experience, that, to me, is the pat on the back that all I'm looking for. The biggest win of all. Yes, indeed. Jace, thank you so much for being it's with me love. today. Thank you, Trey. Anytime. Anytime. Oh, y'all, I get to continue music discussion right after this short break because Sandra Segundo is in the building, y'all. Don't want to miss it. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Trey. I have a dream. That's what Dr. King said. Ham gives hope, doesn't it? Because the dream didn't die with Dr. King. It's still here as long as we're here, as long as they're here. This thing started with the dream, a vision, a little ambition, anticipating what was possible in the midst of improbable. How do we get our team through the South? We're going to talk about what happened here in 1964. This city was an ugly place to be. I need you on the battlefield, making sure that one day and one day soon, by the time they're our age, we can all say, tell all lives matter, and it be the truth. Our God is marching on. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Hey guys, Basic Garden here. Look, I've been seeing your comments. You're trying to get those tickets for the HBCU Swingman Classic. So this is what I did. I am bringing 20 of my closest friends with me to pull up to the HBCU Swingman Classic over at T-Mobile Park happening July 7th. Real simple to enter. You just want to head on over to whereweconverge.com forward slash swingman. And yes, I did say I am bringing 20 people with me. Make sure you're one of them by entering right now. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out, down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. One in every 500 African-Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One in three African-American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. 
Hey, I'm Basil Gordon. You may have heard my voice on Hits 1061 or seen me on Converge Media, but now I'm coming to TV. I'm hosting the newest show on Fox 13 called Back to Basa. Check us out every weekend for the hottest topics, interviews, the latest trends, and uplifting stories. We're going to have so much fun, and teens, we got you too. Back to Basa, Saturday nights, 10.30 on Fox 13, and Sundays at 10 a.m. on Fox 13 Plus. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now is Sandra Segundo. You got to tell me the band name again, because this is a really fire name, and I do not want to mess it up. Kuit. Kuik. Kuik. Oh, my gosh. Sandra, tell me about your beginnings in music and bringing your talent to Kuik. Well, I've been singing since I was a little girl. I, I came out the womb singing, and I grew up singing in uh, Rainier Beach Church Gospel Choir. Uh, but I was also taught by my Haida elders in our village how to sing in my language, which is now one of the most critically endangered languages in the whole world because of colonization. And so um, five years ago, I was recruited to this amazing band, Kuik, that was founded by Bernie Worrell from Parliament and Preston Singletary and Skerrick and Captain Rob and, um, you know, they were looking for a native singer that sang in the Alaska native languages and um, somebody told them about me. And here I am five years later being with the band and we're about to drop some, um, you know, three new albums and, and a documentary. But um, so this will be album number six that we are about to drop five and six and then a documentary album. Well, this is really sad. I mean, you're talking about legend when you talk about parliament. Um, but uh, honestly, there's an in a level of intentionality that has to be there when you think about bringing your indigenous language to the music scene. Tell us how you've been able to bridge that gap uh, to make sure that it's more widely known and that you're using that language as almost, it seems like a protest, like, yo, we are here, we are still thriving. Tell us about how you're able to infuse that in the music. Um, yes. Um, my elders, so they were the survivors of the boarding school system. My grandparents were the last one to have to go through that system. And they created the system to erase us. But behind closed doors and closed curtains, our elders were still teaching us our culture, still teaching us how to be proud. Because they couldn't take it. That's one thing they couldn't take from us, was who we've been since time immemorial. We can't even remember how far back we've been on this land. And what all their their ways of trying to erase us didn't work. And, and it did a lot of damage. But the fact that my elders continued to teach me the songs, continued to teach me the language, I felt like you know it was my responsibility to share it and pass it on to the next generation. And by any means necessary, by using whatever talents Creator gave us as individuals, and so mine, you know, was singing, singing gospel. My elders learned how to sing the songs, uh, the gospel songs, and translated them to our language, which was a time capsule for our unique dialects. Out of 20 dialects, Haida, in the Haida language, only three survive. And I speak the Alaskan dialect. 
and that's there's no fluent speakers left. And so we have a job to do, and it's not going anywhere on our watch. We're going to keep it alive. It, it used to be an oral language only, but now it's written. So now we could text each other. I have a children's book um, that I'm translating completely into the Haida language. And so just whatever I can do to keep our language alive and thriving and in a, in a you know, a cool band like Kuik, you know, we have another member, um, Jazz, who sings in the Clinket language. And the the word Kuik, the name of our band, is the word for potlatch in our language, which is sacred ceremony, sacred um, uh, times, you know. And so we both, he raps in his Clinket language, I sing in the Haida language, and we're sister tribes. We, we grew up next to each other, you know, loving each other, warring against each other, talking smack and joking around with each other, you know, but we're just sister tribes, and so that's just how we do it. Well, I, I'm so thrilled that you could come on today. I mean, this is really shining a light on something I didn't know about. I mean, you know, we hear about this kind of ge more generalistically speaking. We already know about the mass, you know, slaughter of millions of indigenous folks. And I, I just, I'm so inspired to know, like, there are folks like you pushing to ensure that these languages stay alive and that the culture stays alive and that folks understand the people are still here. That's important. Uh, how do your audiences resonate with y'all speaking in these indigenous languages in Kuik? They're so thankful and proud and excited that there's just this new, um, it's a revival, basically, just a revival of our language. And we're basically picking up where our elders left off, where they were amazing composers, storytellers, musicians, artists. The art has survived very strongly, even though, you know, a lot of it ended up in, in, in private collections. Um, it's, it's also starting to come back very strong. But the language is what we're um, hungry for. We're starving for our language. So creating immersion spaces um, has been, you know, when I, when I post uh, videos of our elders speaking fluent, those get the most um, likes and the most listens and the most comments. And so I say, my people are starving. Mm -hmm. They're starving for our language. So we just, when we speak it and sing it, our people um, are just like, you could tell something happens. They're like, oh, it feels so good to hear that, you know, because I didn't realize when I was growing up, I grew up in a time when uh, there was many fluent speakers left, so I didn't realize there was going to be a time where I wouldn't hear them anymore, Yeah, you know, and so that time happened, and we're just at that point where we're starving for our language, and, you know, and that's why it's in, it, in the way that they treated our elders in the boarding schools, uh, generational trauma is very real. Yeah. And so a lot of my people are still hesitant and shy to speak our language. But once you start speaking it and practicing, it just comes out naturally. It's in our DNA. It's in our blood. And and um, it just takes practice and, and just kicking down them, you know, generational trauma walls and knowing what they are, recognizing them and just saying, nope, that wasn't part of my culture. And so you know, get out of my way. I love it. Sandra, of course, if folks are wanting to support Kuik, you know, come to y'all shows, you know, celebrate your yes. band, celebrate the languages. Look right there in that camera. Let them know how to connect with y'all. Well, you can go to kuik.com, K-H-U-E-E-X 
com, and you'll find out everything, all our shows, our albums. You find, you'll hear more about each band member that has helped bring us to the light in the Seattle area. And we have a podcast coming out, and um, Astro Media Studios is doing a podcast from the beginning of Kuik 10 years ago, and every podcast brings us closer to now, where we are today. And um, we're going to be at, uh, on July 13th at Volunteer Park, we're doing a free show. And so that'll be fun for everybody to come out and check us out. It's going to be fun. We love to dance and just celebrate our culture and enjoy enjoy being indigenous. There's uh, a rise in indigenous joy and that's what we want to bring when we when we go out there and just have a good time with the people, just just continuing to spread our love for our culture and our language. Sandra Segundo, thank you so much for joining me today uh, and shedding light, not only on the great work of Kuik, but also this rise in indigenous language and celebrating the pride of that. Thank you so much for joining me today. How odd to Guang. Thank you, dear one. It's an honor to be here. Absolutely. Y'all, look at this. I mean, what an amazing episode. I'm going to wrap it all up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hi, I'm Besa Gordon from Converge Media, Hits 106.1, and back to Besa on Fox 13. And I'm Buki Gates from Baseball Beyond Borders. And we are here at T-Mobile Park where on July 7th they will host the very first ever HBCU Swing Man Classic. That's right, Besa. Ken Griffey Jr., the kid, has rounded up 50 of the very best ball players from HBCUs from all across the country from schools like Jackson State, Grambling, Southern, FAMU, North Carolina a and Alabama State, and many more. It's literally the all-star game before the all-star game, right? Exactly. And the fact that the very first HBCU Swingman Classic is happening right here in the Emerald City is a big deal. A big deal indeed. And it sounds like a whole lot of black college homecoming vibes. You already know what it is. Don't miss out on this historic opportunity to see the very best of the best black college baseball players right here at T-Mobile Park on July 7th. Tickets are on sale now at allstargame.com. That is allstargame.com. See you there. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. What a phenomenal week it's been to be able to dive in for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday with the residency, but to also end with the inspiring story of Sandra bringing her language into the band Kuik, and also the fact that we understand it's on us to continue our cultures. We can't expect for anyone else to do that. Loved all of the stories that she just shared with us in terms of how people are resonating with it, how it's coming back, how she said it's in the blood, it's in the DNA. I love that. Also, huge shout out to Jace for all of the ways that he pours into young people at the residency, bringing his brilliance in hip hop and emceeing to these young folks. It's phenomenal to have both of them on today. And y'all know I was inspired. I want y'all to be inspired. Find your ways to see yourself as a part of the solution. Connect with the residency. Connect with Kuik two opportunities for you to be a part of the solution right there at your front door. I just gave them to you. <laughs> Go ahead and dive in so you too can be a part of the amazing brilliance around you. And of course, y'all for me until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Peace. <laughs> Hatinga chati kubudirira Nwari alipa uti wipedu 
Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.